Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Your Song, My Song podcast. I'm Gabe Barry, and I'm joined today by my co-host, Jesse Keller. Jesse, how you doing? Yo, what's going on? Glad to be back for episode two. Here we are. We're back. It's the sequel. It is the sequel. Episode two. I'm excited. This one, this one's going to be a good one. How you doing, man? I'm good. You doing, you doing good today? I'm good. Yeah. yeah. Just had work today and made my playlist and it's going to be a good time. That's all I got to say about it. It is going to be a good time. It's going to be a good episode. Uh, right at the top here, uh, I got a little bit of housekeeping to do. Uh, bear in mind, everybody, a new episode of the pod launches every Monday at midnight. Uh, we're on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, YouTube. We're pending currently on Google Podcasts. Even though no one listens to Google Podcasts. I don't know a single person who has used Google Podcasts in the history of Google Podcasts. I didn't even know it existed until today. Yes, but it does exist. And uh, free feeds everywhere. Um, make sure to give us a follow over at the Instagram at YSMS underscore podcast. Uh, feel free to DM us there. Any comments, questions, concerns. We love uh, comments. We love valid criticism. We love give us ideas. Conversations. Definitely. Yeah. And come give us ideas. I mean, we have a docket filled with ideas, but we're always open. We're always open to ideas. And of course, you'll get credited if you give us a really good one. That could be a whole episode. Uh, on top of that, if you want to listen to the pod or the excuse me, the playlist that is connected to today's episode, it's going to be in the link in the description or you can find it over at our link tree. It's going to be on your uh, podcast streaming platform of choice. So for Apple, it'll be Apple Music, Spotify, obviously it'll be on Spotify. But uh, yeah, um, also uh, two quick things I want to mention here at the top of the show. One. We are pre-recording this episode. We are. Uh, because next week, Jesse, where are you going, Jesse, that we're not going to be able to record? I am going to be in Jersey in Asbury Park. Uh, I'm seeing the See Here Now Festival. It's two days, uh, Saturday, Sunday. So uh, we usually film these things on Sundays. Uh, so I don't want to do this. And then I, 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 wanna, I don't want to go to a show and then come back here and record. Yeah, uh, for a Monday release. So, uh, yeah, I'm excited though. But who's gonna be? Who's playing? Who's playing there? Uh, well, the highlights for me are gonna be the back, the backseat lovers. Okay. Uh, Peach Pit, Gary mm-hmm. Clark Jr. Nice. Uh, Cage the Elephant. Um, Stevie Nicks is headlining night one, and Green Day is highlight uh, is headlining headline thank you sorry <laughs> it's okay is, is head is headlining uh night two so nice. i'm really excited for that good stuff man one of my favorites joe uh, as we talked about on the last episode uh he was supposed to be there um but he is currently filming like a couple tv shows so he had to cancel his uh his little tour but yeah i was supposed to originally see him too but tragic it's all right because the rest of the lineup is really great it does sound like a really solid lineup. I wish I could go, but uh, alas, yep. I don't have that music festival money, you know? This is my first one. Yeah. I've never been. I've always wanted to go to a music festival, maybe in some time in the near future. It's got to be a perfect lineup. Their Desert Days lineup over in Los Angeles uh, is amazing. Uh, mm-hmm. And headlining, you got King Gizzard. 
uh, and Tame Impala is actually going to be there, uh, and he's playing through all of Lonerism for its 10th anniversary. Oh, really? Yes. Oh, that's so cool. It is really cool. I'm hoping, you know, maybe Kev decides that he wants to do a tour of Lonerism and play Lonerism, but we'll see. We'll see what happens, but yeah, um that's uh that's awesome man i'm i'm really excited for you and you'll have to give us a full rundown uh next week when oh yeah uh, i i definitely i definitely think i'll uh give a review on my experience uh being that uh i'm new to this so and then uh the second thing i wanted to mention uh i wanted to give a massive mega shout out oh yeah to lynn from Zencaster. We love you, Lynn. Lynn, you absolute G. Lynn helped us out. We had a bit of a technical issue trying to get into our uh, Spotify for Podcasters account. Uh, some weird technical stuff was going on in the background, but she was able to help us figure it out. Uh, so shout out to Lynn at Zencaster. All right. Uh, if you ever need help uh, and you use Zencaster, which is what we use to record, um shout out to zencaster yeah shout out to zencaster too this this program's so good um and it brings you incredible audio quality for the listener and it allows us to record remotely without having to use something like zoom or record over discord where you know it can be uh yeah. really weird but um hey zencaster sponsor us yeah zencaster sponsor us <laughs> Uh, but anyway, um, with all that out of the way, ladies and gentlemen, let's get into the show. And the way this show works as follows, me and Jesse have both selected 10 songs that are built around the theme of this episode. Uh, and out of those, we chose five of the songs to talk more about in detail in no particular order. This week's theme is, Jesse. Music that reminds us of the fall. Yes, it's fall music. Fall is here. Uh, fall officially actually starts on a week from now from a recording, but it's practically or it's a very chilly day today. It's raining super fall weather out today. I'm actually sitting in a sweatshirt right now and I'm kind of cold. My feet are very cold. Mm-hmm. So, uh, but yeah, today's episode is fall music. And so with that being said, Jesse, what is the first song that you're going to talk with us about today? All right. This is a great one. This mm-hmm. uh, is Shine On Me by Dan Auerbeck. Nice. One half of the Black Keys, uh, who we were talking about last week. Um, Shine On Me It's the first single from his second solo album uh, called Walking On A Song. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a, it, this song is an earworm, 100%. I agree. Uh, just the words... Uh, being said shine on me happens countless times throughout the song and when you're singing it honestly you could just sing it over and over again and i mean for me it doesn't get old um i'm sure for the person listening it does um but actually the, the, there's a really cool thing about this song and that is uh mark uh not Nob-ker, i think it's, i forget uh he's from the dire straits do, do you know his name Gabe? Uh, I don't know how to pronounce it, but yes, Nob- I, think, Nobfker. I think I know who you're talking about. Sorry, well, Mark Nob- Nobker, Nobker. Yeah, he's Sorry. from the Dire Straits. Yeah. Uh, he's on the single. Uh, he plays guitar. Nice. Yeah, uh, that's so awesome. That's, that's pretty cool that he's on there. So what is it? How, how, do, how does it relate to Fall for you, Jesse? 
uh, you know what? It's just uh, it's the the warm acoustic guitar in the background with the tambourines, and I I kind of just and it has the feel good beat where I I kind of just picture myself, you know, in a car with the windows down or a top down and just rocking out to this song. Mm-hmm. That's it's simple as that. Pumpkin spice latte in hand. Definitely the pumpkin spice latte. Yep, flannel on. Yep, you got your Tim's, your boots. <laughs> yep. Yeah, and also. It also just reminds me because every time I see the cover, it reminds me of fall because uh, Dan Auerbach is just sitting in, sitting in a bunch of leaves with his acoustic guitar. Yeah. Uh, Let me so, ask you a question. Yeah. Um, something that hit me when I was listening to this track uh, a couple nights ago. Mm-hmm. It's very reminiscent of uh, George Harrison, right? Yes, it it's is. Very, it's very – it just sounds a lot like – Something George Harrison would have wrote, like you something are... that would have shown up on, uh, um, well, I mean, not it's. I don't want to say it's like got my heart set on you, mm-hmm. um, but it's you know, in that same kind of upbeat, catchy. It's got a very Harrison yeah. flavor to it. You know, I can't believe you said that because I literally think the same thing. Yeah, it was one of the things that kind of hit me, um, mm-hmm. like midway through the song. I'm like, this could be a George Harrison B side. This could be like a this is just something that ended up in the archives. It's something I really liked about it. I'm, I haven't listened to a lot of um, Dan Auerbach's like solo work. Mm-hmm. Um, I know this album came out like what a year or two ago. Um, uh, yeah, not that long ago. Yeah. Uh, I think it's. I think it was like t- maybe 2017. Yeah. Oh so wow. It's, it's yeah. It's been a while. Oh, actually, it's been a bit don't bad. forget. Uh, he's been doing Black Heat stuff now since like. 2018 yeah i remember uh i think right before they got back together he might have put in this i'm mistaken again just goes to show i don't really listen to Mm -hmm. dan airbag solo stuff but this is um this is uh i thought it was really good i thought it was super catchy um super upbeat uh and i i really enjoyed it too i'm uh i'm glad glad it made the list because it's a good track i never heard it before yeah i i it's on here for a reason i everyone go listen to it it's really good so yeah gabe what do you got so, for the first song that I want to talk about today, um, there's this band I really like. They're called Loving. Um, mm-hmm. They're from British Columbia. Uh, they are like a tiny little indie folk band. Um, and the song that I want to talk about is a song called Visions. It's the opener off of their 2020 album, If I Am Only My Thoughts. Um, it's a great tone setter for the album, in my opinion. Um, it's very... It's it's just got it's something i really love about the song is it's got these these this great instrumentation stack as the song goes on as the arrangement of the song builds they keep adding like more like little layers to it it has this really nice like dreamy lead guitar um and it uh, i mean i'm not too huge into the lyrics because it's kind of um the the way it's sung is very soft um but jesse henderson who's the uh one of the guitarists and the lyricist for loving he said the song dwells on a question that if our lives what we pursue or even desire are often shaped or determined by forces beyond us what kinds of freedoms can we find within that and uh i never actually knew that uh i went back to actually read the lyrics and listen to the song a couple times and i could definitely hear that there's a little bit of existentialism which is You'll probably come to know, fellow viewers and listeners, um, I love songs about existential crisis, so that just adds to it. But, um, yeah, it you know, it's to me, 
it's a great fall song. This song reminds me of driving down like a wooded road in the middle of fall. The leaves mm-hmm. on the trees, you got that like auburn red and that yellow and that orange, and it's like they're falling. It's kind of wet out, you know. Um, but it's it's like a little misty out. It's very it's a very mysterious track. Like how it is early fall is very mysterious with the way that the weather changes and everything. And that's kind of why I chose it. Um, I think uh, loving deserve a lot more recognition. I think they're really great. Uh, Pitchfork, uh, <laughs> Pitchfork now, Pitchfork uh, gave them a review for this album. They rated it a six point three, which I don't agree with. I think it's much higher. Um, and not enough people talk about uh, loving in my. I've opinion. never heard of loving. They're great. I never heard of them before. Honestly, on this list of ours that we have. Mm-hmm. We're going to talk about a bunch that I'm just not familiar with too much, except for two. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, th- this song, really nice. And as soon as I turned it on, I was like, oh, yeah, I could definitely see why this is a fall song for you, yep. you know? Yeah, it's definitely, it's just got this kind of, it's very, again, that warm, uh, like, you know, early fall feeling to it, mm-hmm. in my opinion. Uh, but yeah, love this song. Uh, it was an instant pick for me when we started building. Yeah, you know what? It also has like this nice effect on his on the guy's voice. Yeah, I, I don't know who the lead is, but it's got this really nice uh, tone to it. I don't really know how to describe it. It's not really reverb, but it's got something on it that makes it sound nice and fun. He sings it very softly. Mm-hmm. Um, his voice is very soft and. Um, it might be a little bit of reverb, probably. I just love, there's this little lead guitar bit in it that almost sounds like a synthesizer. And it's mm-hmm. just really, it's such a nice little bit of texture in the song. I absolutely love it. Um, go check them out. Go check out Loving. Go check out uh, their, I think it's I think it's self-titled, their first. It's, I don't know if you'd call it an album. It's more like an EP uh i'm not sure but uh the the album slash ep they had before is awesome and then also the full length uh if i am only my thoughts you'll see them probably a couple more times throughout uh you know future episodes um because i just i love their music their music's so good they need to put out more music they need to tour more i need to go see them but yeah um what's your yeah i really i really i really liked it yeah they're great they're great but uh, but yeah, what's your what's your next song, Jesse? What do you got for us? All right, this one takes us back to April of 1968. Okay, with the song "Bring a Little Loving" by uh, the Spanish band Los Bravos. Ah, yes, 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 yes. yes. This uh, this song was actually written by a guy named Harry uh, Vada and George Young. Okay, uh, they were part of this Australian rock band called the easy beats okay um they recorded the song um first as a demo right and they didn't release it until a year after los bravos uh put out theirs because obviously it exploded uh with how 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 well it performed yeah uh reached number 51 on the billboard hot 100 in the united states which is pretty cool Wow. Yeah. Oh, wow. Okay. Um, it was also re- uh, re-recorded, uh, or it was covered by uh, Ricky Martin as well on his first album, 
Uh, all in Spanish, though. Oh. Kind of interesting. Interesting. Um, one thing I got to say about this, we were talking about earworms before with the, the lyrics. Mm-hmm. The bass line. Yes. For this song. Yep. Will be stuck in your head all day. Yep. So good. It's so cool. Uh, this song, honestly, it reminds me of, uh, I, maybe for you too, Gabe, but uh, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Yes. It was, it uh, was used in as the, the trailer. Yeah. yeah. The teaser for it. And uh, I remember hearing this song for the first time in the teaser and going, what is this song? This song's awesome. Yep. I've that's never heard exactly. this before. Yep. That's yeah. exactly how it happened for me too. Tarantino is a master at, yeah. uh, you know, uh, composing his soundtracks and choosing the music. Mm-hmm. Um, I try to look on Spotify for a version without the radio bits in it, because I think this is just from the actual, uh, the way it's composed in the soundtrack is it's supposed to sound like it's on an old radio broadcast. Yeah, no, there's, there's gotta be a version that, uh, we could probably find. Yeah. I know Apple music has it, uh, just, just the regular song. Yep. Uh, we'll put it in there for everybody. Um, but it's got just it's simple lyrics about a guy inviting a girl over. Uh you know, he wants her to bring some some water mm-hmm. uh, or wine. Yep. And they can hang out. Yep. Uh make a little lovin'. Yep, make a little lovin'. Um so yeah. And it's just uh it's just uh I don't know, something about it just feels fall. I don't, there's not it's just a feeling. Yeah. For me. I, I can I definitely feel it. There's a vibe. Yeah. There's definitely like a, you know, it's a warm vibe. Yeah, like, it is. Like, I it's not I don't really know how to describe it. It's not a a summer vibe. It's just kind of nice. It's a small song and it just it's kind of fallish. So, you know, I don't know if you um ever experienced this phenomenon, but I have um I have synesthesia. So, I What is that? Basically, it's a when you listen to something or you taste something in, in this instance, it's just with the music. It's not like when I eat food, mm-hmm. um, you associate it with color. So okay. that's cool. And, and for this, for, for me, at least this song, I get very much like a warm orange glow from it. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, I know that probably sounds really stupid, but uh, look it up. It's a, it's a real phenomenon that happens. I love. I actually. This is how a lot of times I compose playlists. Is is off of how uh, the color that I I keep I get from it. That I kind of. It's stupid to say that you can hear color, mm-hmm. but it also has to do with uh, album art as well. Um, there's a song that I'll talk about in a little bit uh, where the album art's blue and the, this definitely kind of works into like maybe a color I might associate it with it. But the best I can also kind of describe it is you ever seen Ratatouille? You've seen Uh, Ratatouille, right? Dude, it's my favorite Pixar movie. Okay. So you remember in Ratatouille when uh, he's with his, they first get to Paris and he's with his rat friend. I know exactly what you're talking about. And he feeds him the grape and then he feeds him the cheese and the Mm -hmm. explosions are going on in his head of the different colors, like the symphony. That's what it's like sometimes listening to music. It doesn't happen all the time. But it's definitely that's like how it is sometimes. The, I really like that. That's a good analogy, dude. Yeah. So, but um, yeah, I I I think this song's great. I, I good choice, man. I like that. Thank you. Yeah. It will get stuck in your head. Just warning everybody. Yeah, it will. It's gonna be a total earworm. I still have the of uh, the opening la la. Yeah. Uh, stuck in my head with that bass line. <laughs> All right. 
what you got next? Up next on my list, uh, I have a song from a little band you might know called mm-hmm. The Smiths. Now, I'm going to give a discretion, okay? I like The Smiths. I do not like Morrissey, okay? Morrissey is an asshole, okay? He's a fascist piece of shit. We do not stand Morrissey on this podcast, all right? I don't know who Morrissey is, but fuck him. Yeah, this this motherfucking guy, all right? We don't like Morrissey. He said some very distasteful things about minorities, okay? That oh. being said, that being said, okay? I just yeah, wanted to get that nice, out there. That's a no bueno. Yeah, that being said, I love the Smiths. And uh, I love this song in particular. I chose uh, This Night Has Opened My Eyes. Uh, and it's off of their 1984 compilation album, Hatful of Hollow. It's a uh, single um I don't know exactly when it got released throughout their discography, if it's like a B-side anywhere, but I know, I think it got a real official release on Hatful of Hollow, uh, or Hatful of Hollow, excuse me, mm-hmm. um, which also has a couple of really great tracks on it. Um, it's got uh, William, uh, I Was Only Dancing, or I Was Only Kidding, and then it also has, uh, I think one of my other favorite Smith tracks on it, Heaven Knows I'm Miserable Now which is what I originally chose, but then I was thinking about it, and that's not really a false song, but this song, oh my God, this song is a false song. Um, little background, Morrissey, um, he wrote it based off of a play that he saw called A Taste of Honey by Shaylee Delaney. Uh, that's a common theme for Morrissey. He really likes uh, writing songs based around plays uh and like, play motifs like musical plays no or just, like just stage plays like um, just in general yeah just in general uh oh, that's cool this charming man is kind of based off of a play the lines uh return the ring in that is literally ripped verbatim from a uh a play um the song itself uh is about a failed abortion and an unwanted pregnancy um it's about a mother's choice and maybe her getting ridiculed by it Mm -hmm. and for it um and that's not very full but when you hear it um to me it sounds like the middle of november right before Mm -hmm. you could technically call it winter okay it is cold all right trees are dead there's dead leaves on the ground it's a little rainy uh, I love Johnny Marr's guitar work on this song, absolutely. But even more than that, the bass line on this song by Andy Rourke, iconic. The bass line's so good. It plays so well with Johnny Marr's guitar work on this. You'll hear what I mean if you have listened to this song or if you're about to go listen to it. You'll understand. It's it's crazy. And then Morrissey sings I about agree. this, you know, this, uh, you know, this, this woman who just gave away her child um you know she could have put she could have been a poet or she could have been a fool um you did a good thing and then you know then he says you did a bad thing so uh but lyricism aside uh i think this song is a total fall vibe um i would put this on frequently if i i could just imagine myself wearing like a long dark trench coat uh <laughs> walking down the sea alleyways. Where are you going? I don't know. I, I imagine myself uh, in an urban environment, uh, in a seedy area, listening to this song in the dead of night in November. It's mm-hmm. freezing cold out. The wind is hitting your neck, blowing through the trees, almost howling. All right. You know, I like that. 
it's that's how this song makes me feel. You know what it it reminded me of? What I don't did know it remind why. It it sounds like a song that we would have put in our short film, Mr. Bear. I don't know why. It just uh, because we have that song. Uh, uh, what the hell is the song in the beginning? Mad World. Yeah. Yeah. Mad World. Yeah. I, and it just ha- it has the same type of uh, vibe as that. Yeah, in a way, um, I would say it's very. The song is very melancholic. It's very. You know, it's a song that's about what could have been, you know, yeah. uh, maybe about the regretting of a decision. Yes. Um, so it's it is very melancholic, I would say, in the same world that Mad World is, although, you know, very much different instrumentation. And Yeah, definitely. And yeah, I do uh, agree with you about that bass line. Yeah. It's. Oh, that bass line is infectious. I just, yeah. I'm just thinking about it right now. It's uh, very much in the front, you know. It is, and it doesn't really get lost. I like that though, you know. No, I, like I, I, I really uh, do too. I like that it, um, and it's, you know, that's the thing about about the Smiths. Is you could talk about Morrissey all you want, but I mean, really, the musicians in the Smiths, uh, especially Johnny Marr, you know, um, he's he's an amazing guitarist. Um, mm-hmm. I don't think enough people. I mean. Maybe they do, but in my my mind, I don't see enough people talking about Johnny Marr and his guitar work. His guitar work's crazy, and then especially Andy Warp, the some of the bass lines that he's done, he just works so well with Johnny Marr, especially in this song. And I like how the bass kind of does take the lead, um, and Johnny Marr kind of uses his guitar more texturally to add the background to it, while the bass is more the lead on this one. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I think it's a great song. Uh, it's definitely one of my favorite Smith songs, top three. Uh, and it's totally a fall song in my mind, in my opinion. Um, I, you could say a lot of Smith songs are like that, but, um, this is definitely fall vibes. Cause to me, you know, I, I've heard you talk a lot about how fall is very warm to you mm-hmm. and I would say parts of it are, but to me, most of my memories associated with the fall are cold. You know, really cold and and kind of like whether it be like waiting outside of school to get picked up on a particularly cold fall day or like, you know, maybe later in life, like being drunk and walking uh, home uh, from a party uh, in a cold fall night, uh, you know, like stumbling over yourself, you know, trying not to piss your pants type shit. You know, that's kind of the vibes that I get, Um, you know, early fall is a little more warmer. It's really the cold that that does it for me. A lot of these songs have that kind of cold vibe to it. But Jesse, uh, what is your next song? Uh, if you don't have anything else to add, no, uh, yeah, uh, let's let's move on to Harvest Moon oh, by Neil Young. I love this song so much. Uh, it's such a beautiful song. It it I think it is the most out of my list anyway. Uh beautiful sounding songs um it's from 92 mm-hmm. uh which is which was uh surprised me when i first found that out that, i've never i never knew that either wow this is what i was uh i was talking about before with the the surprising fact yeah um yeah he recorded this in 1992 that's crazy on his 19th studio album oh my god uh neil young uh they they say it's about him uh it's him writing about his his wife peggy um mm-hmm. who he was married to f- 
for like I think like 30 40 years something like that yep um it's you know it's simple it's about a a man dancing with his woman under the night sky with a bright full moon above them yeah yeah no this song is gorgeous i i just the acoustic guitar that just continues throughout the whole song it just makes you feel so peaceful yeah you know it's it's so relaxing and his beautiful vocals on it that just hit you right in the feels when you hear it yeah it uh yeah it just reminds me of the seasons that are changing and the passing of time uh with a a nice giant moon i'm a sucker for the moon uh astrology uh you know astronomy i should say not astrology um and that's what it reminds me of uh also reminds me of a quiet place uh it's i don't know if you remember it's the song that uh john krasinski uh dances to uh, with the headphones, I've um with Emily Blunt. I got I got to be real with you, Jesse. Uh, I still have never seen a Quiet Place. What? Yeah, I've I've never seen a Quiet Place, but uh, that sounds really nice. Um, <laughs> there's no shot. I've never seen it. No, I've never seen it. I remember there was a lot of hype around it, and that kind of drove me away from it. Oh my god. Um, you know, and I I never watched it. I never bought into it. Um, it is you on need Paramount to, you Plus. You need to watch that movie. It. I know. I I need to watch it. You know, right now I'm doing a rewatch of The Office, and uh, uh, sorry, not a rewatch. This is your first. Time sorry, watching. a watch, a first watch of The Office. Yeah, well, you know, it's don't been, deceive anybody. It's, it's been so long. <laughs> it's been. <laughs> I've been watching this show for months, trying to get through it. So, but um, I got to be real. I I've never been a big Neil Young fan. Um. I I like uh, Crosby, Stills, Nash, and Young. I was just about to bring them up. Yeah, I think when he was with them, he and I, I listen. I love Crosby, Crosby, Stills, and Nash uh, without Neil Young as well. But I definitely think that the best that they ever were was with Neil Young because he mm-hmm. wrote all the music and he is probably the strongest songwriter out of all of them. Um, so I'm not very, I'm not super familiar uh, with Neil Young's solo work. So. Um, I knew of this song, but I never really listened to it before. But listening to it for the first time, uh, I was blown away. The song is so, so pretty, and it's just so somber and and sad. And like, I love the chorus too. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I want to see you dance again. I want to see you dance again. Under oh my god, this harvest moon. It was. It's. Uh, it's like kind of devastating especially Mm -hmm. like but it's also just it's gorgeous and it's such a nice love song for his wife it's it's great yeah i definitely i definitely need you to watch a quiet place because it's a it's a beautiful scene in that movie Mm -hmm. there's nothing there's barely any sound in that movie to begin with yeah and then this comes on ah it just it hits me so hard I it will, really does. I'll have to watch it. I'll have to take a look. I don't think um my girlfriend uh has watched it either. So mm-hmm. maybe Ooh, I'll that's a good double her. feature because don't forget there's two. There's there's two of them. So maybe maybe next weekend I'll uh coerce her into wanting to watch it with me. Um I will say for for our audience members if you are listening on Spotify, 
Mm-hmm. Uh, you might notice that we do not have the original version of Harvest Moon on there. Uh, Jesse actually chose the Lord Huron cover, which uh, I think is... That's really good. It, I think is awesome. I yeah. think is probably comparable to the original, and I love them. We could talk about that. It's not as it's not as it's not as uh like beautiful sounding. It's it sounds really great yeah. and it's a really good cover and it does the song justice. That's why I I chose that one uh to put on the Spotify list. Yeah. Um but you could listen to that one definitely, but I highly recommend go to YouTube, go somewhere, find Neil Young's version of the song. Uh he's not on Spotify for political reasons. Yep. Uh with Joe Rogan or something, right? Yeah, so basically, Neil Young, among a bunch of other artists, I don't know if we're going to kind of come into this problem in the future, but he remo- he removed the better part of his entire catalog off of Spotify to protest Joe Rogan. We don't really need to get, yeah. Yeah, we're not, we don't need to get into that, but just to give some context, uh, we don't care. We don't give a yeah. shit, but... um. Yeah, so that's why there's the Lord Huron cover of Harvest Moon on there as well. But we we both agree. I think it 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 gives justice to the original. Yes. So, um, but yeah, just just in case you're on that Spotify playlist and you see that, but I I agree. Go out of your way. Go to YouTube. Look at the original version of Harvest Moon because it's amazing. It's yeah, we have links to that in uh in the uh. Uh, link tree as well yeah. and so, uh, go to youtube well, as well as the description we'll have links so yeah harvest moon that's a, a great pick awesome pick thank you thank you definitely a fall uh, a staple of fall yes yeah all right what do you got next well up next uh on my list um i have a band uh they're called pasteboard uh mm-hmm. i'm going to say that 99 percent of people have never heard of this band before. And I am one of those 99%. I didn't really know this band. It popped up maybe one or two years ago when I was listening on Spotify uh, in like one of my daily mixes, and mm-hmm. the song popped up. Uh, it's called Squall, and that's my next choice. Uh, it's off of Paceboard's 2006 album, Glitter. It's the only album that is under the Paceboard name. They are a Japanese dream pop shoegazy band that formed about 2001. Uh, They take great influence from shoegaze, but they're more dream pop. Um, There is a great article about them on uh, Mm -hmm. fnewsmagazine.com that was written last December that goes a little more in depth. I'm going to be real. I tried to do some research on them. Can't really find a lot outside of the people who formed it. But there's no major history about it. There's just there's there is this really great article that I encourage people to look up and read on F News Magazine about it. Uh, they are a Japanese band. The lyrics are in Japanese, and I cannot accurately translate them for you. I have no idea what the song is about. All right. But that being said, this is what the power of this song is. Even though I have no idea what the lyrics are, this song is gorgeous i love this song so much it is very nice the guitars uh that they're these like arpeggiated little playing things they're textured they're layer over each other it makes me it's so dreamy it's gorgeous and even though i don't know what's being said i get a very melancholic uh somber feeling from it as well uh which is again kind of like a theme for fall for me is melancholy because um, you know, it's it's the transitional. I would say 
summer and winter are like your two big seasons, right? You mm-hmm. know, there are four seasons, but summer and winter are like the dominant. They're the longest. Spring and fall are not as long. Um, and fall is definitely, uh, you know, it's a transitional season. And I feel like this song, uh, in a way, as some, I think like the next two songs I'm going to talk about as well, it's transitional. There is definitely a transitional vibe. It reminds me of kind of like the days getting shorter and the nights getting longer. That's just what the, the kind of like the vibe of the song gives me. It's very blue. The color I get from it, very bluish, uh, which is, you know, I can associate with the color as well. Cause the, the color of it is that the album art's really cool. It's like, it looks like some, uh, somebody left like the focus on or not the focus, the camera lens open exposure. Yeah. They left the exposure on and uh, it, I don't know if it's stars or lights or something in the sky, but it's gorgeous. They are, they're definitely lights. Yeah. Um, it's, but this song's so pretty. It just reminds me of kind of like the transitional period that is fall. Um, and I highly recommend if you are into dream pop, independent music it doesn't matter if you can hear the lyrics if you're just here for the music okay check out glitter check out pasteboard um there's another band as well uh that i can't remember off the top of my head that they're associated with um glitter is the name of the album by the way right glitter is the name of the album yeah the name is the name of the song is called squall glitter is the name of the album but i think it's an underrated uh shoegaze dream pop gem and I think if you like any of those categories, give it how a did listen. You, how did you find them? Um, like I said, it just got randomly recommended to me through Spotify. The algorithm gifted this to me, and I'm so it, happy. Oh, it just wasn't like you like you had like a specific list on. No, it was just I like... just so like Spotify will do like daily mixes where yeah, it'll yeah. take your music, and then it'll take like artists that are associated with it, and it'll give it to you. Mm-hmm. So huh. I guess. One day I was listening to this and I just had the song and it's I'm very thankful that an algorithm did something good for me once and gave me this song because this this whole album is gorgeous. This song is gorgeous. I can't gush more about it enough. Go listen. Like I said, I wanted to kind of feature uh, to this is the other band that I think is kind of heavily underrated. I don't see anybody talking about. They have a, quite a few listens on Spotify, but um still like i think they should get more recognition i think they're great um what did you think about it when i well so i i looked them up because uh, you sent me the song to yeah. put into the apple playlist um it's really pretty it's yeah. it's fun it's like nice and relaxing you kind of i i definitely feel like i'm looking up at the night sky while watching uh while listening to the song um uh, i wish i knew the lyrics I wish I knew the lyrics too. Like the at the meaning of the lyrics. Yeah. No, I wish I knew I wish I knew what they were saying. Um, you know, I I tried to even Google translate it and I couldn't. Mm-hmm. Um I don't Yeah, know on uh, I tried to look at the lyrics on Apple Music. Yeah. And it's just all uh you know, their uh the language um it's in Japanese. Uh, Japanese the I don't know what the actual uh the symbols are called. They're yeah, writing. I don't I don't know. But um but. I was like, ah, oh, damn, I thought maybe they would have a translation, but they didn't. Yeah. Um, it was really also, uh, that's why I was confused about, like, how you found them, because they only have the one album. 
Yeah. And you know what, man? There's a couple of bands like that that I listen to that only have that one amazing album that they put out. Mm-hmm. I don't know what has become of Pasteboard. I don't know what they do now. Um, I'm really interested to know. Yeah. I, I, I do want to find out, but I guess you said that there's nothing really on them. Yeah, there's not really a lot on them. It doesn't look like they did a lot of major things, but... It's to old me, too. It's also 2008. Oh yeah, so. it's it's a long, it's a long, long time ago this album came out. So, um, but yeah, no, I really enjoy it. Another thing that I could probably even say it's like is like it's almost like being at like a party, like you know. Mm-hmm. But after the after the majority, it's like being at the wind down of a party. Mm-hmm. You know, that's kind of what this song sounds like when when people are kind of like forming little intimate groups to have conversations with. You know, like that's almost how it feels to me as well. But yeah, yeah. Um, but I'm glad you enjoyed it. I, I think more people need to listen to them and need to listen to this song. So definitely, definitely a staple in any fall playlist that I have. But um, what is your next song, Jesse? We're kind of getting close to the end here. We're uh, getting, yeah, we're getting we got, we're getting uh, we got three more songs left. Yes. To talk about. Uh, so my next one is Right Down the Line by Jerry Rafferty. Awesome. Great song. I've known it for years. It's nothing new. Came out in 78. Uh, actually reached number 12 on the Billboard Hot 100, which is uh, which is great, uh, which is, a, uh, I would say, a pretty smash hit. Um, this, uh, this song, it, uh, it emphasizes the, uh, the devotion uh, that this... Uh, um, I want to say spouse or like partner has for the for Jerry Rafferty the vocalist. Mm-hmm. Um, he's he's always uh, he's always in need of her, and she's always there for him. Um, and you know uh, the the opening lyrics are you know I need your love, you've got that hold over me. As long as I got your love, you know that I'll never leave. It's, it's a uh, great. It's a great little. It even sounds like a poem. Yeah, no, you it's, know, it's excellent. It's an it's an excellent love song, and I got I have to compliment you. I never until when you put this on this playlist mm-hmm. thought of this as a fall song, mm-hmm. but then immediately in the context of it all, it's perfect. It's yeah, you, you could perfect. totally hear it. You absolutely. could totally hear it. Absolutely. I uh, I. I don't know if this was like some random video or if it's like the actual music video that I saw, but it was really cool. It was just train tracks and you see the train coming and going. And it's, I don't know if it was just like random on YouTube with the song over it. Mm-hmm. It fit perfectly. Yeah. I, I see myself on that train going nowhere. Going right down the line, Jesse. Going, just keep going. That's all I see. I see myself looking out that train window. Going right down the line. Mm. It does have, um, again, that, like, it's not, I don't want to say it's somber, but it's intimate, you know? Yeah. It's very intimate. And, and he's um, got a very smooth voice. He does. Jerry Rafferty does have a very smooth voice. I actually have a, a funny Jerry Rafferty story. All right, what's it? Um, completely off topic, but uh, my dad uh, mm. lived uh, above the saxophonist who did the uh, saxophone solo for Jerry Rafferty's other hit, Baker Street. Really? And uh, if you guys know how that song goes, there's a saxophone in it uh, <laughs> that goes... 
Yeah, that's kind of like the lead of the song. Um, but according to my dad, uh, the saxophonist, uh, basically all night long would just go da 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 over and over and over and over again until he got it right. It just tortured my dad. So like that would now, torture the hell out of me. Now he has like PTSD every time he hears Baker Street. He just like <laughs> he can't stand it. So he I doesn't like that. Jerry Rafferty, I don't think. And because of that, Jerry Rafferty ruined it. <laughs> it or that saxophone ruined Jerry Rafferty for him. That is so, so funny. Yeah, man. It's uh it, it, it is it, it's it's kind of funny. Um but yeah, no, I think I honestly, like I said, great choice on this. I think this is a superb fall song. I really, I really like it. It's um, to me, like I said, it's just intimate. Yeah. And that's another thing about fall. Fall's very intimate. You know, mm-hmm. it's like it's like that time of the year, I think, um, almost kind of like Christmas. But I, Christmas is a different animal because that's like an intimacy with like your family, you know, when you're getting mm-hmm. together this is like intimacy with a loved one type of season, you know, like where you're going out, you're going out and picking apples. Shit. Yeah. Picking at, that's exactly what I was about to say. You're going apple picking, you're going pumpkin picking. All right. Drinking warm apple cider, lighting up a fire. Okay. I just see you wearing flannel and jeans. Okay. And yeah. chilly out and you're cuddling up with your loved one. All right. Like that, 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 that is what the song feels like to me. And, and, I got to thank you for putting it on the list because it's just such a such a solid pick. Thank you for opening my eyes. This <laughs> this will be on every fall playlist going. You're forward, welcome. Make so. sure you got to definitely send that song uh, Baker Street to your dad randomly. Yeah, I will. You know, maybe I'll just learn the saxophone and then. Uh, <laughs> hey, I'll, I'll do it. I'll come to PA for you. Yeah, come to I, PA and just show I, up at my dad's house and go. Yeah, I'll re I'll relearn the saxophone for you. Dun, 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 dun. Yeah. Oh, anyway. man. All right, we're getting into the final two. We are getting into the final two, and uh, what I've got for you now is uh, is an amazing song, a song that I really love. Uh, it's called Underwater Boy, and that's boy with a I, like that boy. 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 Yep, Underwater Boy. boy. Uh, it's from a band called Turnstile. Uh, it's off their 2021 album, Glow On, mm-hmm. uh, a... I would say in the past five years, this album is, I, I, I would say not even, I'd say 10 years from now, people are going to talk about how influential this album was. It is and has been praised for its genre fluidity. Um, Turnstile traditionally is a hardcore band. They're from Baltimore, Maryland. Um, and this album takes the hardcore genre and puts it on its head. It is a bunch of they they seamlessly are able to take that hardcore music uh you know sound and they're able to blend it with rock, pop, hair metal, which is there's some kind of like metalish vibes on this track, I would say, especially with the guitar and the guitar tone. Um electronic music. It is, in my opinion, I think it's gonna be one of the most important records of this decade. 
uh, and it's not an understatement. I really, I and I really like this band. My girlfriend introduced me to them. I've seen them live three times. Oh, I'm Sammy introduced them. you to them? Yeah, she did. She did oh. introduce me to them. I saw them open for Suicide Boys. They did not have enough time. They should have. They should have honestly played the whole concert because I'm not a Suicide Boys fan. Uh, and then I saw them earlier this summer, and I'm actually going on October 6th. I'm actually going to be in Ashbury Park myself at the Stone Pony uh to see them live uh they're doing another tour uh these boys are touring i recommend if you can get tickets go see them live because they put on a hell of a live show um and they're touring with uh other baltimore natives uh snail mail and jpeg mafia um Mm. but yeah uh this song's great uh i love it um it is lyrically it's got to carry that weight feel um it is about working through life's hardships to try and get to a better place, but you don't really know, you know, what's going to happen. Like how long do you have to work uh, and, and try and, and struggle until it gets better. Um, There's a, there's a couple of lyrics. Uh, One of my favorites is kind of like right before he gets into the chorus is when I get to heaven, will I know? Um, And I really like that because it's like, do you really know when you're going to be when you know that you're in the best years of your life or when you know when the struggle's over? Are you going to understand that moment? And I really nope. like that that idea. Um, and I mean, besides the composition of the song, I love the guitars. It's kind of like this very distorted chorus. It's very dreamy. Um, and I just uh, the drums on it are really driving. It has this very heavy feel to it, but it's still kind of it's a lighter song, especially on that album. The album has a lot of like way heavier cuts on it. Um, But yeah, it's to me, it's again, it's a transitional song. It's a song about transitioning through life. One of the lyrics is swimming through the seasons of cold. And I definitely feel like that. That's a fall vibe. I like that. That that to me, that is like fall. That is we are we're currently moving right now where it's the days are getting shorter and it's going to get colder and then you know daylight savings is going to go out the window and it's going to be dark again at 4 p.m so i hate that can't wait for that and um but yeah it's it's a like i said it's a song about transitioning um and definitely how fall is a transitional uh you know uh, season um this song kind of reminds me of like mid-october mm-hmm. you know like kind of like like maybe like right before halloween kind of vibes like it's you very it's got a cold feeling to it but i i i love this song and as somebody i know you don't listen to a lot of heavy music like this and especially it's kind of funny because we're both from long island which is mm-hmm. like a major hub of hardcore music and we grew up with friends who are in hardcore bands, um, stuff like that. And you've been to a couple hardcore shows, but I know you're not a big hardcore person. So what do you think about this song and this band as somebody who's not a hardcore fan? I'm interested to know. With this song, it doesn't give me too hardcore vibe. Mm-hmm. You know, it's it's more of just rock, Yeah, I guess. This song specifically. Okay. I mean, there's, you know, that like middle part where there's the more guitar solo. Yeah. There's a, um, there's the guitar solo. Heavy. And there's loud. That, 
that little breakdown before the second verse, right after the first chorus, mm-hmm. where it's um, it's it's kind of it's very light. It's just the yeah kind of like chorusy guitar and that like little pitched up vocal. I don't really I don't really know much about them besides what you've told me. Yeah. Um, my buddy Ryan, uh, not Lacool, different Ryan. Mm-hmm. Uh, he actually went to one of their shows in the city. Oh, okay. Yeah, and he occasionally wears the shirt, and I was like, I've never heard of someone who other who besides Gabe who knows this band. I've I've never heard of this band before you, um, and I, I was I was like taken back. I was like, whoa, hey, my buddy knows that band too. Um, they're which is just it was just fun. They're really breaking into the mainstream. I mean, they played late night. They played mm-hmm. on Seth Meyers. Oh, they, they did. Played, yeah, they played on Seth Meyers. I'm pretty sure they played Fallon um that's that that's big it is it is really big it's crazy um and another reason why i think this album is important is that i mean i love hardcore music um Mm. you're gonna see some hardcore songs in future lists um i love there's a band called show me the body that i love that is i would say completely on the opposite spectrum of this type of stuff that you know that is like fight music it's like mosh music and stuff like this and i mean I've been to three of their shows. You mosh at a turnstile show, but um, definitely I think this is more approachable music for people who aren't really into hardcore or are might even be turned off by that hardcore title. Um, but I really love them. Um, I'm hoping maybe uh, somewhere down the line, maybe you'll give the, I didn't mean to say that uh, down the line. Uh, joke, you mean right down the line? Right down the line. I'm I'm hoping at some point, you know, maybe you'll take a look at the album um, and you'll listen to it because mm-hmm. um, I think you might you might actually enjoy more of the music on there. Um, last thing I want to say about this, um, besides the fact that, you know, it's a great song. I think it's one of my favorite songs off this album. Uh, I actually found out while doing research for this. I didn't know this, but um, there is a music video for this song uh, that's made by the drummer, Daniel Fang. Uh, and he directed and edited it, and it's made completely in Second Life. Do you remember Second Life, Jesse? I I have no idea what that is. Okay, so Second Life was this uh, MMORPG from the early 2000s where you could basically do whatever you wanted in it. It's supposed to be like a Second Life. Um, oh. I remember it got uh, a lot of flack because it was like pedophile central. Uh, I remember getting told not to play it when I was a little kid because, again, you know, strange, mysterious people online wanting to see underage children do things. Uh But, um, yeah, it's really weird, uh, and I thought it was just really funny when I thought, uh, when I looked at it. Uh, It it took me completely off guard. Um, But, yeah, uh, it definitely, I think it also fits with the vibe of the song, too, But um, because the song is very... Uh, I would say it's also kind of psychedelic in a way, you know, it's mm-hmm. a little, it's a, a little trippy, uh, but yeah, no, uh, that's, that's really all I have to say about Underwater Boy. I think it's a great fall song. And, uh, if you haven't listened to Glow On, I highly recommend it. That yeah. You check go, it out. Go check out Turnstile. Yeah. Go check you know, out Turnstile. I'll, I'll, I'm going to check it out with you guys. Yeah. So go check it out and I'm going to go check it out as well. Yeah. And remember to let us know your thoughts or your feelings at YSMS underscore podcast at, at uh, on Instagram. All right. Yep. So, Jesse, we're, yeah, this uh, is my, this we're is my final one. What's your final one? And uh, my final one, I have to I hate to say this, but I think this is the king of fall songs. Oh, God. September. 
Oh, wow. By Earth, Wind, and Fire. Who could have seen this coming? Uh, absolutely no one. Yep. I, absolutely I, no I one. wouldn't have known. Yeah. Um, came out in November of uh, 78, mm-hmm. and it reached number one. I'm going back to the Billboard Hot 100. Uh, this is actually at, uh, no, it reached number eight. Sorry. Not I can't one. read. It's okay. It reached number eight Other on the I. Billboard Hot 100 yep. and number one on the R&B chart. For what Billboard. year was that? Uh, 78. Oh, wow. Okay. Yep. Yep. Um, you would think a song called September maybe would come out in September, but mm-hmm. nope. Uh, honestly, this song, to me, is just about remembering the good times. You know? That's all it is. Do you remember yeah. the 21st night of September? Yep. It's a it, great it's a great opening. It is. I mean, it is so iconic. And, you know, everyone the obligatory do you remember post on Instagram, Snapchat or whatever mm-hmm. uh every September 21st. But uh yeah, this just reminds me of fall because honestly, it's just the title and makes you want to boogie, makes you want to get down and dance. Um this song was played in the last scene of a certain movie that came out in 2006. Gabe, do you have any idea what movie this could be? A certain movie that came out in 2006? I'll give you I'll give you a hint. Yeah, ben give Stiller. Me a hint. Ben Stiller. Uh Night at the Museum? Yes, sir. Oh you my god. <laughs> Night at the Museum. I'm I'm 100% being honest. I pulled that completely out of my ass cuz yep. I There you go. It, I mean, if you hadn't told me Ben Stiller, I you would never have I would have never have gotten that, but uh wow, okay, yeah. Yep. Now that I'm thinking about it, I think I can vaguely remember they're all dancing at the end, right? Yes, yeah. Yeah. All dancing. Yeah. Damn, man. Wow, that's a, that is ages ago. Yep. Yeah, I feel like, you know, <laughs> this song is a little overplayed. Um, it is 100% overplayed. And it got turned into a meme, too. Like, especially around the time that we were, like, getting out of high school. This was, yes. like, a really big meme. But I feel that, you know, it is a song about remembering the good days. Um, and I remember the good days of listening to this song uh, when we were younger and, and playing this at parties and stuff. And all the... Uh, the the kind of song mashups that came out of it yep i wanted to bring that up i wanted to bring up uh the post malone match. yes oh my god that's exactly (laughs) what i was about to say the congratulations congratulations september mashup if any of you have never heard this you have to go and hear it it's so good it works too perfectly i don't know how how perfect perfect can be it's awesome but it's it's that song. Go yeah. find it. You know what? I'm gonna put it in the playlist. I'm gonna put it in the YouTube playlist. I'm trying to think. When is um? Because um, it's is... not it's not on it's not on Spotify or Apple Music, obviously. But yeah. uh, if you want to go on to YouTube, it's gonna be in the playlist on YouTube for us. Yep. Um, it's so funny. It, it really great. works so good. And and you know if people know both songs, uh, and then like someone at a party just randomly puts this version on, they're like they're like. And they've never heard it before. Their minds just get blown, you know? Yeah. That's what happened to me. It, and It's so good. Uh, that yeah. mashup's great. It's a great song. Um, it is It is a It's a great pick. It's a solid pick. I mean, it's listen. A good, it's, a, it's a fun one. And uh, you know what? Before you, before you continue. Yeah. They, Earth, Wind, and Fire, they recorded a new version of the song. 
and they retitled it to December. Did they really? In 2014. Really? Yep. Like uh, you're being you're being 100% serious. I I'm being being serious. You're not being facetious right now. I'm not, not. You're not fucking with me. <laughs> I'm not fucking with you, man. I've it's, it's real. I've never heard of that. Really? <laughs> Unfortunately, it is true. And how is it? I mean, it's... I'm going to have to go look at it after this. <laughs> you know what? I'm not going to I'm not going to say what I think about it because I think you should uh search it up if you if you're that interested. Yikes. Um You know what? It is what it is. Just uh have fun with it. You know? I guess I will have to check it out. Um, <laughs> I did not know that. You are kind of blowing my mind right now with that because that's just, that's nutty. That's kind of crazy. <laughs> oh, what were you going to say? Do you remember what you were going to say? Or? Oh, no. I was going to say, um, like I said, as much as I think the song is a little overplayed, it is a classic. Like, it is, like, no matter where or how you put the song on, you can always dance to it. It oh, is 100%. it is a solid track. Like no matter how many people have memed on it, mashed it up with Shrek or Post Malone, you know, uh it is I I agree with you. It is a I it might be the seminal fall song. Mm-hmm. You know. Um it's it's definitely it's an anthem for sure. It's great. It is. Yeah. And I do the post every year. I you know, I'll text yep. people randomly early in the morning. Do you remember? And they're mm-hmm. always like, "What are you? What are you talking about?" And then you know, I send them the GIF of the music video. Mm-hmm. It's beautiful. Remember, I do. Twenty mm-hmm. first of September, it was. That was. That's pretty good. Thank you. That was. That was pretty good. Thank you. All right. Oh, it's my we got time. A, we got the last song. My song. Well, on your list. You know, I said September was the fall anthem, but I'd be lying if I said I didn't think this my my last pick. Uh, is truly my fall anthem. It's the first song I put on this list. It is the song that will always remind me of fall, and it is 1979 by the Smashing Pumpkins. It's a good one. It is off of their 1995 seminal hit album, Melancholy and the Infinite Sadness. It was the second single released off this album. The music video for this uh, album, or, or this song, excuse me, uh, won it uh, won the Smashing Pumpkins Best Alternative Video at the 1996 MTV Music Awards. Oh, really? Uh, and it's funny. It's actually really funny because I'll I'll just say this right ahead of time, people. Um, me and Jesse, we will uh, obviously we have to make the playlists for the separate platforms that we do, so we know about the songs and the artists that we're talking about ahead of time, but. It's um it's not up to either of us how we talk about like our five songs. It is in no particular order normally except like the last one. Um and it's kind of funny how these things line up because the way that you were talking about September about how that song is about the good times. Do you remember the good times? Mm-hmm. Nineteen seventy nine is very similar. It is a song about Billy Corgan's childhood. It's about him remembering the good and the bad times of his childhood all the emotions associated with it um it is i think rolling stone voted it their second most popular song or best song um it's my favorite uh smashing pumpkin song and i i would consider myself a i don't, don't want to say the biggest smashing pumpkins fan but i really like smashing pumpkins i like everything that they did up to um 
I the think, world like, is a vampire. That was that's actually the first single that was released off of this album, uh, "Bullet with Butterfly Wings," um, which is on the same album. Uh, but yeah, I I love this song so much, and why it reminds me of Fall is the again the one thing that that comes to mind with Fall is obviously uh, it gets darker. You know, um, I have seasonal affect disorder, so uh, I already have depression. But then uh, during the fall and winter months, my depression gets way worse. So uh, and and this song just God, that guitar, that leading guitar riff, mm-hmm. um, it just reminds me of kind of watching the sunset really early on like a school day. You know, like I, I used it as an example earlier, but kind of like waiting outside of school as the sun is setting uh and it's like getting really cold out uh because you know like during fall it could be like kind of nice out during the afternoon and then as soon as the sun sets at like 4 35 p.m uh it just plummets to 30 degrees and it just feels like the dead of winter outside um but this song reminds me of my childhood a lot it reminds me of childhood falls um kind of the way that it's lyrically composed as well um you know a a lot of it is about childhood about hanging out with your friends as a kid um about not caring about what happened when you were a kid um you know it, it to me it is the seminal fall song it is my fall anthem um i love it so much uh yeah it was it's, it's a great choice it, it was really is. so easy for me to pick this song as my first choice and uh i knew this definitely when i was going through the list of the songs that i was going to talk about i knew i was going to talk about this one too and yeah not to go off on too much of a tangent but i love this song so much um jesse what do you think how do you feel about uh 1979 about the smashing pumpkins the inst- if even if you take away the lyrics for me yeah you have a a really nice piece of music yeah with with the the constant uh guitar riff that's playing throughout the entire track yeah pretty much um it's it's definitely uh, is it an acoustic guitar it is I t- it's a bunch of it's, guitars layered, it's definitely, man. it's definitely acoustic electric there is an awesome acoustic version of this song as well that mm-hmm. i think is on a smashing pumpkins compilation album there's just a pure acoustic version of this um yeah i'm not too familiar with the i'm not too familiar with this band and like to begin with yeah um i really only know your uh the world is a vampire uh what is it called bullets and butterflies bullet with butterfly wings yeah they see i didn't even know the name of the song yep but um this is i mean i've probably heard smashing pumpkins before with other songs maybe Mm -hmm. even with you with me yeah um nothing's ever really uh caught my attention as much as as uh, honestly as much as this song yeah um there's something about it that just gets you hooked right in yeah i and you just feel you just feel it you know i agree it is this song is it's, it's got that just that guitar it's really that guitar that guitar uh, the main guitar riff is so infectious and it's just it's that is the driving line behind the whole song i'd say mm-hmm. um i have another fun fact for you um originally uh the label uh that they were putting this album out with 
pushed super hard against not having this song on the album. And Billy Corgan said, this song deserves to be on the album. It's meant to be on this album. Uh, and this is a double album. This song. I was just about to say, this is yeah. a long, this is the, a long, a long album. This is like, a huge album that has when I look, so it had many like 30 songs. Yeah. It has so many different musical motifs on it. Different, uh, you know, kind of type. There's like, there's, uh, you know, instrumental pieces that have like orchestral parts to them. There's heavy, you know, like, you know, there's like an ode to no one zero, um, you know, those types of songs that are really just like super, like they're moshy songs. You have um, to forgive, which is a very somber, um, like very stripped back piece, and then you have this, and it's um. Uh, especially compositionally i really like how it starts off with just this drum track this electronic drum track Mm -hmm. and then um jimmy chamberlain who's the drummer he comes in and he plays on top of that drum loop and it just it makes the drums super punchy as well um but again it's that guitar it's that main guitar riff uh for the song that is just it just it just brings me back every time i hear it i'm instantly teleported uh back to my youth uh back to being a small kid um especially during the fall months and i think that is the beauty of music you know that it has Mm -hmm. the ability to do that um that it has the ability to transport and take you somewhere else truly great music you know there's a lot of good music out there but i think truly great music has the ability to transcend uh and transport and and transport transport you yeah, and take you either back or somewhere else entirely. Yeah, and 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 that's another reason why I chose this. Song. Yeah, even to even just down to like a moment in time. Yeah, you know where you felt the happiest, you were the saddest. Yeah, music could just do that, and you know that's why I think these uh, when we're gonna eventually start doing like winter playlists and stuff like that, it'll it's gonna these songs hit harder, and that's why they they accompany the the changing of the season so well yeah um which i'm excited to get into those uh uh down the line right down the line yeah yep absolutely Um, but that's gonna that's gonna be good and you know that's why this playlist was really fun to make for me yeah it was it was fun for me to make as well because um you know admittedly i'm a summer person i like the summer the most i know that's like sacrilege to say because it's so hot out but uh, I've never really liked the fall outside of, you know, like Thanksgiving uh, and I guess Halloween. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, the older I've gotten, I really I, I've grown more appreciative of fall. And especially this year, I have uh, the ability to spend my fall with somebody who loves fall mm-hmm. uh, and and fall is her time. So definitely, uh, you know, I put a lot more thought into making a fall playlist of songs that I think really fit the season. Um but yeah, uh, that about does it for uh, yeah this that, week, huh? That does do it for this week. That's our second episode already. Wow. I know the I second episode's that. already done, man. It's so easy, and we're already at what? We're like an hour and ten minutes in. Yeah, and time flies fast when you're having fun, truly. Uh, but next week, uh, we'll be back. Uh, won't be uh, well. I mean, technically, all episodes are pre-recorded, but this will actually be done the weekend right before it goes out. Um, but our next topic, Jesse, what is our next topic that we're going to our be talking about? Our next topic is indie. 
music. Oh, yes, it is. The indie genre. I'm so excited. I'm super excited about this, too. Can't wait. Uh, this was probably my easiest album to make because I have a uh, album playlist to make because um, I already have an indie playlist. Um, so I kind of figured out which songs stood with me the best. And yeah, uh, that's going to be fun. That's going to be really fun to talk about. Yeah, I think a majority of my list, though, is going to be I haven't I haven't finished it yet, but but I'm working on it. I have like one song left to go, but I'm very excited talk about indie songs but uh yeah that about does it for today uh thank you again so much everybody for listening uh and yeah uh we'll see you on the next one until then bye everybody want to listen to the songs we discussed as well as other picks for today's episode a playlist is linked in the description below make sure to subscribe like rate and leave a comment follow us on instagram at ysms underscore podcast and thank you again for listening to the your song my song podcast see you next week